Welcome to All The Frogs, the podcast where we dissect the dating scene, covering everything from first dates to heartbreak and all that's in between. We're your hosts, Jules and Lee, and between us, we have literally met all the frogs out there. And that makes us the most qualified, unqualified pair to share our dating advice. Join us each week as we navigate single life, exploring the highs and lows of dating and chatting about the lessons learned along the way. This is All The Frogs. Let's jump on into the episode. Well, the first episode of that, Lee. Yeah. How exciting. How are you feeling, Jules? I'm absolutely shitting myself. (laughs) It is nerve-wracking putting ourselves out there for everybody to hear all of our dating disasters and and escapades. Dirty laundry. Yeah, exactly. I literally mean that. Like, these men are dirty. (laughs) I love that. Have you noticed how men don't wash their sheets for months on end? No, except when they... you first start dating them and they like make a real effort with their bed and then you're like this is all an illusion it's a complete lie yeah definitely oh i mean that didn't happen in college you remember the guys in college used to like pick their beds up off from hard rubbish on the side of the road revolting (laughs) anyway what are we talking about today (laughs) we are talking about why we're actually here yes absolutely because this podcast actually started as a blog idea back in when we were in our 20s we're in our early to mid 30s now i mean you're i'm over the mid yeah (laughs) sorry it's no sugar coating it here i'm 34 and a half it's basically (laughs) middle-aged we when we were in our 20s we were dating quite a bit weren't we i know i was going on like three to four dates a week i was drinking too much not sleeping enough and it resulted in a lot of dating disaster stories oh the joke around the office where i work is uh i've dated half of melbourne (laughs) (laughs) that's awful but true (laughs) it's a one date meet someone have coffee or a glass of wine and then nah yeah that's it it. yeah well that that's the thing you don't often get past that first date do you (laughs) and not you specifically a lot of us a lot of us that are dating in uh in melbourne and probably other cities as yeah. well but anyway it started as a blog idea um probably like eight years ago i would say and it we just had our friendship group just had so many dating disaster stories that i thought we have to share these for everybody else's entertainment well that's it it's how we well a got entertainment but we also learned so much about dating along the way and what we like wanted from going on all these dates like what was the purpose like I went through a phase of going, I'm literally going to say yes to anyone and treat them like a job interview because I don't actually know what I want. Well, we had a list, right? We had a list of things. Good job, makes lots of money. Tall. Oh, yeah, over six foot. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners out there, Julia is like five foot and does not deserve to have a six foot man. Um, I am 5'10 <laughs> and I'm sick of her stealing all the tall men from me. Can't help it. It's what I'm into. <laughs> I've quite a few uh, friends on the closer to five foot side. I don't want to say short because some people find that offensive. Petite. Uh, petite side. Fun and they size. love a tall man. They love to be thrown around in the bedroom, I think. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your face then trying to <laughs> trying to decide how much to disclose <laughs> in the first episode. It's too soon. <laughs> anyway, so then we both split up with our partners this year, actually. Mm. Uh, you at the beginning of the year, me a couple, just a couple of months ago, and you apparently thought it would be a great idea to revisit all the frogs. 
it was something you've been so passionate about for so long. Like you owned the domain name for all the frogs for I don't know how many years. I had a scrapbook. I used to cut <laughs> I used to cut things out of magazines and stuff in the scrapbook. I'll have to look for that. Are you sure you're not 44, yeah. 54? <laughs> yeah, or 10. Have you heard of Pinterest? Yeah. No, I didn't have a Pinterest. Too public. Oh, too public okay. for, for me. Yeah, so scrapbook it was. But no, you, it's something you've been passionate about, Lee, for so many years. Yes. You have this way of bringing all of the gals together and sharing all the stories. And when you went through your breakup, I was like, this is the perfect time for you to embrace this because look at how you're doing after that mm. breakup mm. like well it hasn't been easy I've seen that in you but also you are completely different to all of the dating disasters and stories and how you've handled the breakup from previous times yeah you've grown so much and it was it just felt like this is the time now to share what you've learned and all of the many many laughs yes along the way <laughs> and do you know i don't know if you feel like this but it feels like quite a few people in our social circles are going through similar things it's mercury in retrograde or something <laughs> like that <laughs> is that the only horoscope thing you know it is yeah and like um, what is it like the year of the dragon or something I don't know. It's, maybe that's it <laughs> yeah i feel like quite a few people are going through a similar thing and so it's it's kind of like bringing the group chat to a podcast it is it really which, is yeah, so there's a couple of things we want to focus on in this podcast, right? And the first is just like what you were saying, what we can learn from past relationships, good or bad, about ourselves, our relationship styles, what we want or need from relationships, and ultimately how these shape and strengthen the most important relationship in our lives, the one we have with ourselves. <laughs> well, we've learned some lessons from our most recent ones. I mean... For me, it was how to spot red flags. And, and I think for you, it was kind of how to recognize when you're getting kind of lost in That's a relationship. It, yeah. yeah, lessons that we learn. And then the second one is, of course, being comfortable with being single. That's it. Even though views are evolving, being single is still somewhat stigmatized. Like, you know, from that stereotypical, why are you single? You're so pretty to this idea that you you've only succeeded if you're in a monogamous long-term relationship and that's the path that kind of everyone should follow you know going to the family barbecue and having grandma ask you when you're gonna settle down all these sort of questions that are kind of societies reflect society's standards yeah and you think about how we approach dating in our 20s it was a sport yeah. like I'm not lying when I said I dated half of Melbourne because the idea that you couldn't be single, like mm. I was so fixated. I think we all were at that age that we had to date. We had to be out there. We had to find our man. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, now in your thirties, uh, it's about finding a man so that you can have kids. Yeah. Right. It's, the, it's the same pressure yeah. again. So I think, yeah, we really want to talk a bit about one, like, how you can kind of manage those feelings, but also how to just own being single and and how society's impressions of that are, are changing. Yeah, and also you don't need a man anymore to have a baby. No, <laughs> no. I Do you know, I was saying to someone the other day, once it becomes socially acceptable for like a group of women to move in together and raise their children together, we won't need men anymore. 
We won't. They will be able to artificially make sperm. We already have vibrators. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, and I'm very happy with mine at the moment. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I haven't got back into the dating world properly yet, so uh, She's, I'm <laughs> sorry. She's Dad. dating the object in her second drawer down. <laughs> My dad's really keen on listening to this podcast, so I'll have to be in a different room when he listens to that bit. And then the third, the third part, of course, is what the whole podcast was based about dating disasters that's it and there are some bloody horrific stories out there yes we've all been through them and as we've gone through this process of bringing all the frogs to life yes all of the stories are even more so coming out of the woodwork like we all know that they're out there it's the bloody group chat after you've been on a date. Oh, my God, tell me what he was like. Tell me about this. Oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. Oh, when's he going to text me back? Yeah. Oh, he was like only 6'1". Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, it's bringing those that are all out there and sharing them with everyone because you're not alone. Yeah, we have many, many to share. Some of our own. Yeah, some of our own. Anyway, should we tell the listeners a bit about ourselves? We said we're in our mid-30s. Uh, we're both from a country town, That's it. country New South Wales. Mm. We met working at Kmart. <laughs> we sure did. Represent. You were in Sound of Vision and I was on the floor cleaning yeah. the toys. Such a good time. That was before Kmart was cool, though. Yeah, like, yeah. it was not cool. No. We've seen it evolve. That's how old we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the evolution of Kmart. <laughs> Anyway, so we're from the country. We're in our mid-30s. You're a pharmacist. I am. Pharmacist educator. Yep, that's me. And I'm now a lawyer. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Yeah, because you probably know it won't be for much longer. Well, I mean, <laughs> when I think of you and knowing you since we were 14, when you call me, the picture that comes up is you dressed as a naughty nurse. So, you know... <laughs> That photo so was obviously not taken when I was You're talking. a lawyer. I just, I think of that photo and I find it amusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, lawyers, that's my work persona. Well, yeah, we've got work persona, which everyone will now have that destroyed when they listen to this. Yeah. And my colleagues know about this podcast. I think yours might Mine also do too, know. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do the wider audience that I talk to in my work life outside of the office no no they don't but i'm sure they will now (laughs) (laughs) uh by professional life you know what we just have to make this podcast successful and then we can live off um what ad money is that how podcasters make money um good luck yeah we're not doing it for the money (laughs) we're doing i'm doing it to let out my creativeness I think I'm doing it here in support and because I have a lot of stories I've got a lot to say we got a lot we got a lot, to say. We got a lot of opinions about things so Jules you told us you dated half of Melbourne <laughs> <laughs> can we have any more information oh, I don't have the pure statistics but uh, <laughs> it felt like it it really did feel like it it was a you know side hustle really <laughs> <laughs> okay she did not do it for money oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just meant it was like a second job. Yeah, that that also but sounds also, bad. Stop talking. <laughs> if anything, I spent too much money on dating. Really? People didn't buy things for you? Ten well, years no, ago, then, that was pretty acceptable. 
Yeah, but also you, you need a new outfit. True. You know, all those, eat, buy a glass of wine or a coffee and then... Have three glasses of wine before you meet them. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. A little shot of courage. <laughs> <laughs> if I had three before I'd meet them, I would not be walking straight. Back then, you reckon? No, back then. You I could definitely do three. <laughs> <laughs> she has no tolerance now, guys. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Uh, so I did date half of Melbourne, but... Before I went through that hustle era, I felt like I was like out of high school. I was like the single girl. Mm-hmm. All the other girls were dating or had boyfriends from the country town and yep. all in that vibe. So you either, you either got out of the country town and dated like crazy or you stayed in the country town with your high school boyfriend and bought a house off the plan and lived in a cookie cutter housing estate and have three kids now. Yeah, it's about to say yeah. have three kids. <laughs> it's really it really is the norm. It's so that. So when I moved to Melbourne straight out of high school, I like embraced the party girl mm-hmm. lifestyle, but like nothing stuck. Like there was it wasn't really dating. Yeah. And then so I reverted back to the like what does a country girl do? She dates a country boy. Right, okay. From home. From home. Yeah. And that was like a relationship when I look back now that was just exciting to have a relationship. Mm. Sorry to that guy. (laughs) Wasn't as exciting. He won't listen. And I had this moment when I realized I was like, I don't really like him. Yeah. Like this is over. I broke up with him. How long was that though? Too long. Four years. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, Maybe three years. Yeah. It was a long time. And we'd stuck it out long distance too. Like I do not know what, what I was thinking. So we broke up and I just went ham. I was like, this is my time to date. And I really did date a lot. And then I moved to, I was in Canberra. Yeah. And I dated all manner of men. (laughs) All manner of men? Yeah, like old men. I dated someone really old when I was in Canberra, yeah. Like, like what's the age difference? Like 14 years older than me. Which and was like, you were mid-20s? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it was like controversial within the environment I was working in as well. <laughs> then moved to Melbourne and I was like fresh back in Melbourne. Felt like I'd found myself, was living on my own and just embraced like the apps and the single girl vibe of yeah. going on stacks of dates. Would always get to that like three-month mark at that time, which, you know, back then was like, ooh, such a milestone. And then ghosting or some disaster would happen yeah three months seem to be the time frame of death yeah absolutely in your 20s like getting to three months it was like make or break and like world always broke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for us <anyway. laughs> literally always broke <laughs> um <clears throat> luckily never a condom though so <laughs> after it's like after turning 30 and I found my most recent ex and we mm-hmm. dated for about three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we broke up at the start of the year and You're here I am. back to living your best single life. I am, yeah. Back, back out there, back just being me and yeah. enjoying it all. And I think really that time that I embraced between my last two relationships and these you know, awful three-monthers and whatnot. Yeah. I really just used it as like an interview technique. <laughs> I would go on and say yes to just literally anyone and be like, I don't actually know what I want. So I'm just going to go on a date with you and drill you with questions because your responses will help me understand what I'm looking for. 
Right, okay. So what kind of questions were you asking them? Well, just general stuff. It could be as basic as like, what's your favourite chocolate bar? And if they would say something like a Twix, I would be like, that's disgusting. Who wants a biscuit inside there? I love Twix. Sorry. Do you like Snickers? I do. I yeah, love see, Snickers. I don't, I don't like nuts in chocolate. Uh-huh. And also so. I've had to love ice cream. Like if you, you have to love ice cream. Yeah, okay. Have to have a bit of a sweet too. Yeah, okay. So you you were quite shallow. I was very shallow. <laughs> criteria. No, but you'd ask different things about like what was important to them. How they like to have fun. Mm-hmm. Like what was in their like circle of friends. Like who's in their orbit. And you get understanding for the person and you'd be like, meh, I don't vibe with that. Yeah. And the only way I would know that I didn't want to be with the prawn farmer backpacker was to actually like date the prawn farmer backpacker yeah and realize i didn't need to date him which is interesting because i think a lot of us would probably know that we didn't want to date a prawn farmer backpacker <laughs> but for you you really needed to learn from your experiences <laughs> uh, i i did and i just embraced all types of men yes and I, what is really interesting, though, is the questions that you asked then, bef- you know, the, the last time you were kind of dating, I think would be quite different to the sort of questions that oh, you would ask now, right? Absolutely. The questions now, also, I don't, I don't think there's this three-month mark anymore. Mm-hmm. Now that we're older and dating and we know more about ourselves and who we are. I think as well, you wouldn't let it get to three months if they weren't your person. Exactly. If, if they weren't someone that you were interested in. So one or two dates and you're willing to kind of cut it off. Yeah. Whereas back then, uh, I think we had probably lower standards. No standards. <laughs> I dated a prawn farmer. Yeah, Literally yeah. backpacking prawn yeah. farmer. Maybe we'll tell them about that story <laughs> one day. <laughs> but yeah, it was, I think now you're you're much more decisive, right? Completely. Um, and, and I feel the same way. And it's interesting to see you come out of your relationship this time you've like really embraced single life whereas previously we'd be disappointed oh you know i'm going back to ground zero no it's not ground zero um first base no that's wrong too Duh, i don't even think we're stepping up to the plate to be honest. <laughs> yeah. but you know i'm back to the beginning i have to start again in finding my mate yeah that's but it. actually that's not what it's about mm. like you can date and find someone that you like spending time with but that shouldn't be the end goal no it's you're being comfortable in yourself first to then go out and do that Mm -hmm. and that is the person that compliments you not completes you yes oh wow did you just come up with that i did i'm so impressed thank you (laughs) it's because i'm such an enlightened person now (laughs) see you can learn from your relationships absolutely absolutely but no i think because at this age we're not afraid to ask the hard questions early on Mm. you move much quicker you dive in more you find out like the true parts of a person i think anyway much earlier so this is like you're, you're more decisive as you said yeah and I actually don't think it's just females I caught up with a friend on the weekend and she was telling me she went on a date last week and they had just matched on Bumble that day like last minute decided to go on a date got quite drunk he asked her if she wanted kids you know within an hour of oh, the yeah. date so yeah. I think it's not just the women that are asking the hard questions as well so Lee, yes. What about you? Well, me, my dating history. I mean, it's similar to yours in that um, I also have been a bit of, of a player of the field. <laughs> I thought you were about to say I'm a player. 
I am a player. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've been kind of in and out of some longish term relationships. Um, what do you mean by longish? Oh, like twelve months. But some of my longer ones were, you know, four years. Uh, I've always had this thing for foreign men. Have you been a visa? carrier i have been a visa carrier just once just once um you know he has permanent residency now and lives with his new wife in sydney so (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) no we're we're still mates and um, i'm very glad that he's made himself a life in australia that that breakup was very amicable that's good and then after so that was sort of mid-20s i think and after that there hasn't really been anything too long-term since. I have lived with a couple of men since then, um, but that was sort of, I, I don't know, things move a bit faster when you're yeah. in your 30s. So both of them, we were together for um, six months um, before they moved in, mm. but then neither of those worked out. And my most recent one, obviously, um, ended in a blaze of, not so much glory, um, <laughs> which might be a story for another day, I think. I think so. Yeah. But so that I'm still kind of moving on through uh, through that since since that ended. And I think I've said to you before, it's like a cycle of or the stages of grief. Yep. You know, the first couple of weeks was just pure denial. Like I spent all my time with my friends and family and just pretended that it absolutely was not happening. And then I went through bit of an angry face <laughs> you're allowed to have an angry face <laughs> um but yeah it's it's interesting when you move fast i'm definitely not ready to be properly dating yet okay. i've found like I'm, I'm on the apps but anytime like i'll chat happily chat and then as soon as they say oh what are you doing on the weekend i stop replying <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then contemplate deleting all of the apps uh, off yeah. my phone yeah. it's very terrifying I've been on one date um, since my ex and I split up and um, didn't get past the first one. He was gorgeous too. You remember I called you You after. did. You're very I excited said, oh, after he's my that. future hu- husband. I love him so much. Um, no, it wasn't his type apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I think you make a really important point there for everyone to take on board. Is that it is a cycle mm. after you a relationship is over. Like you are grieving a loss and everybody will move through that cycle at different speeds Mm. I think I was able to move on so quickly relatively because I subconsciously like didn't know that the relationship had ended months and months ago so I was already moving through those cycles like I still I resonate with those cycles but everybody's timing is different and I think it's great Lee that you've acknowledged where you're at in the cycle you've reflected on that and you know what's best for you now at that mm. time, like mm. knowing how to move through that process. Yeah, it's so true. And I haven't got a lot of experience in moving through that process because I have a really bad habit of staying with someone until there is not one ounce of feeling left. And I can very easily walk away without feeling anything like yep. sad or anything. Whereas this time it, it was completely out of my control how it happened and so I wasn't ready. And so, yeah, that change in approaching the breakup has been a real eye-opener, that's for sure. But knowing where you're at and where you're in it, that can only help you to move forward. Yeah, and not rushing, I think. Yeah. I, um, 
I've always jumped straight back in. And I remember you saying to me when I told you I downloaded the apps and you said, are you sure? It's been like two weeks. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't ready. But I just wanted to have a little squiz, you know. I see. Yeah. See if any like ghosts of dating past were still around. Oh my god, there's so many on there still. Did you notice that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But then we're also there, so they probably look at us and go, "Oh, Uh, again." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's got a different hair color now. (laughs) I like to think I look exactly the same as I did ten years ago. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I actually found it really hard to find a photo because I've been in a relationship for three and a half years of just me. That yeah. I actually liked. Yeah. Like when you're in your single girl era and you're actively in it, you're taking hot photos. Yeah. Yep. Or your friends are taking photos of you. I have ones in my dressing gown with a cup of coffee looking horrible in the morning. Like I'm not putting that on my... Yeah. Or you have one of those million photos that you send me of you in some new item Outfit. of clothing that you, <laughs> that you bought. It's just you. What do you think of this? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, Ew, so horrible. Many of or they're all hot photos of you with your ex. Yeah. You do see on the app sometimes, though, that they've got the person next to them and they've put, like, a smiley face emoji on them. Or I love that. Maybe we should just do that. I mean, my relationships have actually been a little more behind closed doors. One was in COVID and then the other one... <laughs> The listeners will understand why it was behind closed doors <laughs> shortly when I tell the story. But so I don't actually have as many nice photos as you would. Anyway, that's us. Yeah, and that's, that's us, guys. That's our dating history. A bit of a mess. There's lots of in-betweens as well. That, so many. That we will tell in a dating disasters segment, <laughs> I think. <laughs> it's now time for Tried and Tested. This is where we share tales from venturing out into the wild to seek out solo activities, test trends and find out what really works when it comes to dating and living your best single life. Yeah, basically we do all the hard work so you don't have to. That's it. (laughs) So the first one we want to talk about this year is kind of in theme with our relationships ending. And when my relationship ended, it's all about me, no (laughs) jokes, (laughs) at the start of the year, you were so immensely supportive to me. And you, you came and you like bought me fresh sheets, pillows. Like we got a new color scheme happening, a new scent happening in the house, and just made, like reclaimed it. So we did a bit of a like refresh, reset. Yeah, and it was exactly what I needed. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> then when your relationship ended, I was like, shit. What do I do? <laughs> you are like style queen with how you want everything. You know, the, the side table with the perfect lamp and the rug that's thought out to match it. I was like, I can't compete with this. I mean, that lamp is amazing, but I I object to Style Queen. I'm not. You are. You, are lo- <laughs> you love it. And you've got your theme and your vibe going on in each room and you've got it planned out with what you want to do. And I was like, I can't do this. But your house needs a cleanse. Like, it's fucking dirty with that man. <laughs> Just with the man. I, I do clean it. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You clean yeah. it. Yeah. And so does your Robovac. Um, so... Yeah, your house is clean, but it was <laughs> not clean of juju. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of bad fucking juju in yeah, that house. Yeah, I agree. And so I was like, you know what? We're going to smudge the shit out of this house and we're going to cleanse it in a different way. Yeah, and I was a bit confused because that day you showed up at my house and you had this present um, wrapped in pink tissue paper and it actually looked like a giant dildo. You are pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, I wouldn't have minded that. <laughs> but it wasn't giant dildo, was it? It, was... it wasn't a giant dildo, no. It did arrive like wrapped in, like as a big long stick, wrapped in tissue paper. It was a really unusual present, like a baton to just hand over to you. <laughs> and it also took a while to arrive. So I was like, I'm really sorry you like got dumped two weeks ago and now I'm going to do something about it. It's a thought that counts though, isn't it? I was like, it? it's coming, it's coming, I'm sure. Um, I've heard that before as well. Um, <laughs> You're on fire. <laughs> so we, I rock up and I'll give you your smudging stick. And we follow the instructions, you know, you've got to burn it and it's it's a traditional Native American process that mm-hmm. a lot of like – these cultures use to cleanse out bad spirits. So it has been commercialized and we acknowledge that as well, but it is not just about the sage and that smudging. It's the act of doing it and going through the house together and the process that helps with the outcome. I definitely found that I, I quite enjoyed the process. We got into some nooks and crannies of my house that I forgot even existed. Every cupboard was open. (laughs) And we found some of his stuff too, which I didn't appreciate. Although he'd left this, um, what are they called? Mix? It's not a mix master. Oh, KitchenAid. He'd left his KitchenAid. And when I saw that, I thought, yeah, I'm not going to return that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll smudge everything else in this house, but that's staying. I found it quite cathartic, actually. And... The meditation, like we put some like heebie-jeebie music on though. Like let's <laughs> let's not just say we were so pure about it. The music was blaring. The vibes were happening. And you have to like keep all the doors closed when you do it because you, you're capturing all of the spirits, all the bad juju is coming out and you keep it in the house and until you're finished, then you can open everything up. So it, it was smoke-filled. It was like... <laughs> You were in primary school, they have a disco and they put the smoke machine on. (laughs) But the music that we were playing was very different to what they used to play at Year 6 Disco. (laughs) And you dropped ash everywhere all over my house. So I had to get the robo back going. What, you press play? (laughs) It's so easy, guys. So you gave it a go. How did you feel doing it then? Like You felt cathartic. I, I enjoyed doing it. Obviously, yeah. it was a very fun experience to do with you. Um, bit of a laugh, but also, yeah, there was something about it. It was kind of like saying goodbye to that stage of my life. Mm. I don't know how else to put it. Because afterwards, I mean, I didn't, I have to admit, I didn't really feel like the juju in the air had changed. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun and it felt like, I felt like it gave me a bit of closure in mm. the act of doing it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it, actually. Nice. So you'd recommend it because the process itself helped you? Yes. And it gave you a laugh? And it gave me a laugh. (laughs) So I think you can consider that one tried and tested. I think you can. Now, we know things don't always go to plan in dating life. So each week we will bring you the best of the worst, cringiest and hilarious dating adventures of our listeners. To get the ball rolling, we thought it was only fair that we go first. Yeah, and I think, Jules, you're kicking us off, right? Sure, I can. <laughs> this dating disaster was immediately before my last relationship. Okay. And I was dating this guy who's like quite into himself. <laughs> like he was really active and fit and like did a bit of modelling and like 
loved himself basically. And was like, it deserved? Was he sexy? He was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, physically so hot. Mentally, cognitively aware. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's savage. She is savage. So we were seeing each other. Define that what you will with what I've just said. Like, yep. <laughs> that's the context that you need. <laughs> he posts on Instagram all the time. He put and like long captions, you're know, trying to be all reflective and whatnot. And puts his photo up. And I still can remember it. it was black and white and he looked completely different and there was this whole story underneath it. So he puts his photo up of like pre-fitness phase and then a photo, of course, of him in like peak fitness form, shirt off. Right. So it's one of those comparisons. Yeah. It's like, picks. oh, this is my journey. Yeah. And it tells the journey of like how he became fit. Now, I'm talking this man was so into himself that the voice was put on as like soft and mellow and sensual Ooh. it was delightful <laughs> very soft gentle caring man yes lovely man beautiful looking man yes you, you've got the vibe yeah i've got we're getting it yep good the story goes about how his fitness transformation occurred and it starts off with him when he was much younger 19 or something and he'd gotten in trouble with the law because he pushed someone onto train tracks. What? <laughs> and so he would walk to his daily parole officer check-ins. And that's how he got fit. That's how he got Stop fit. It. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm reading this. I'm going, who the hell have I been sleeping with for three <laughs> months? <laughs> so did he go to prison? I don't. Don't. Well, it didn't reveal in the Instagram post, and I didn't ask. Bloody hell! I didn't know what to do. I was like, I actually. I don't understand. Like, I don't – These this version of who this person is does not align with the person that I have gotten to know. Yeah. And, yeah, he lost all this weight, got really into fitness because he just started walking every day to check in with his parole officer. I have heard that walking is really great for weight loss. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it certainly was in this case. And then, like, lifting, like, a shit ton of heavy weights and being into and- – Pushing people onto train tracks. Some upper body strength. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, but I never, I never asked. Like, I still saw him after that. Like, why? I mean, I know why. (laughs) (laughs) Never broach the subject. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I could not ask. Our relationship wasn't that deep so you were never worried about him being dangerous or no anything. like i am talking that this voice that came out of him was like melted honey mm. there was no glimmer of bad person here <laughs> none at all like, and look credit to him for turning his life around yeah but i'm i'm genuinely curious so, so yeah that's my uh dating disaster do you know, that reminds me of this story uh, that someone I know told me. She was on the apps and she was talking to this guy for like a couple of months on the apps. And I think she thought it was a bit weird that uh, she hadn't met him yet, but was kind of just going with the flow. And then after this couple of months, she was like, hey, do you think we should meet up? Like, what? Like, <laughs> where's Move this along going? Here. Yeah. Um, and he then disclosed to her that he could meet up with her, but 
only during the day because he was in a psych ward <laughs> for violent offenders <gasps> and they let him out during the day and they gave him a phone. Oh my god. And so he'd come out during the day and like match with people on dating apps and oh my then god. Yeah. These men with double lives. I know, it's insane. It's insane. That was that scared me. I mean, he's much <laughs> less on the journey to self yeah. transformation than this guy was. Yeah, he but, but isn't that crazy? It's terrifying. I looked it up after I heard that story and they still let them out. So be careful out there, listeners. But isn't it amazing that you can have these connections with people and not know these whole other sides? Yes. Yes. Now, guys, you've got to ask better questions. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been to jail? Yeah. Don't be asking what their favourite chocolate bar is. <laughs> There's, a, there's much more insightful questions you can be asking. What's your upper body strength? Yeah. <laughs> and, and how did you get it? <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to share that because it reminded me. It's funny. It's kind of like she got to the th- three-month mark that you were talking about, but just on a dating app. <laughs> That's like some stamina and patience there. Yeah. I couldn't do it. That's me now on the dating app. So I'll very happily <laughs> sit on them and like chat. You, you sound like you get to three days and you're like, so what's on this weekend? You're like, mm, gone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> so, Lee, what's your dating disaster? Yeah, I mean, I have plenty to share. But the one I've picked is a pretty harsh dumping story. Okay. Dumping of me, right? unfortunately. Oh. So you didn't have the power here. No, do we ever? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I was seeing this guy. I'd met him out. I think we were together that night. I think it was New Year's. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I actually had no recollection of meeting this guy. Um, I got a text on New Year's Day. I couldn't tell you what it said. This is some time ago. I got a text and I was like, who on earth is this person? And we called him Herb Garden because we gave gave, um, code names to all our men back then but I couldn't tell you why we called him he had a veggie garden it's probably why and I think he talked about it a lot so I think I think that was why anyway that has nothing to do with the story (laughs) (laughs) just a bit of background for the listeners um so we dated for maybe like six months and he was super keen I I don't know if I would go so far as to say love bombing but he wanted to spend a lot of time yeah. with me and he took me to Sydney you remember he took me to Sydney That's for that right. trip he flew up there. um like super keen yeah. and he lived out of town like an hour out of Melbourne so I used to drive there to see him and this the last time that I saw him I drove up there and I when I came back I realized I'd left my watch there I had this watch that I bought when I was overseas and it just, it had sort of sentimental value to me because... Did it remind you of your trip in that It reminded time? me of my trip and the people that I was with and I loved that watch. Um, and it was just like quite a nice watch as well. Anyway, I'd left it there. And after I got back from seeing him, he stopped replying to my texts. So just your typical ghosting. I messaged him and said, look... If you're not going to talk to me, that's fine. But can you please give me my watch So your watch was still there. My watch was still there. This watch that like means something to me. Yeah, gotcha. And I messaged him a few times because he just wasn't responding. And so then a couple of weeks later, I get a post office slip in my mailbox. And I'm thinking, oh, I have no idea what this 
could be because mm. he hadn't responded or anything. Right. Okay. So still radio silence from him. Yeah. I thought the boots that I ordered were at the post office. So I went to the post office and I gave my license over to the guy and he went and got what looked like just a small express post envelope mm. and he handed it over. He had this weird smirk on his face and I was thinking, what? Like, what's your problem, mate? Anyway, hands it over. I look at the front of the envelope while I'm still standing in the line at the post office. And it said, sorry, we couldn't make this work. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> we. Where's we. the we in this? Exactly. And, mate, couldn't you have written a note and put it inside <laughs> the envelope? Like, so he's dumped me on the outside of an express post envelope. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. For the whole post office to witness. And, you know, the postie. That tried to deliver it to your house <laughs> and the mail staff. Everyone at the sorting centre. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, there's a lesson there. What is it? <laughs> Don't leave your watch in Herb's garden. <laughs> That's all we've got for you today, guys. Thanks for joining us on All the Frogs. If you liked today's ep, please subscribe. Leave us a review wherever you listened and follow us on Insta at allthefrogs underscore podcast. And if you've given smudging a go, we'd love to hear about it. Get that juju out of there. (laughs) Or if you've got something else you'd like us to try out and test for you, DM us at allthefrogs underscore podcast on Instagram. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. And remember, you've got this. Bye.